Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at Mac table attacks. We'll be discussing switch fundamentals, switch learning and forwarding, filtering frames, Mac address table flooding, and finally, Mac address table attack mitigation. This episode is part of my series on network security. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. A layer two ethernet switch uses layer two Mac addresses to make forwarding decisions. It is completely unaware of the data or the protocol here being carried in that data portion of the frame. And what we're talking about here is like an IPv4 packet or an ARP message or an IPv6 neighbor discovery packet. The switch makes its forwarding decisions based solely on the layer two ethernet Mac addresses. The table here shows the MAC address table, which has not learned any MAC addresses for the four attached PCs. The switch dynamically builds the MAC address table by examining the source MAC address of each frame that are received on a port. The switch forwards frames by searching for a match between the MAC address in the frame and an entry in the MAC address table. Every frame that enters the switch is checked for new information to learn. The switch does this by examining the source MAC address of the frame and the port number where that frame came from. If the source MAC address does not exist, it's added to that table along with the incoming port number. If the MAC address does exist, the switch updates the refresh timer for that entry. Now, by default, most Ethernet switches keep an entry in the table for five minutes. Here we start with our frame down below. We have a destination MAC address, we have a source MAC address, and then we have the rest of the frame information. The frame here starts on MAC A, so MAC A, or sorry, PCA here, sends that frame up to switch. Now the switch is going to record that information. So in the MAC address table, it looks at the port and says, okay, well, actually first what it does is says, does this MAC address exist in my table? We're gonna assume it wasn't because in the, in the slide earlier, it wasn't there. So now we have to record the MAC address and port number. So it came in on port one and then here's the MAC address. Now for this example, we're just using some shorter MAC addresses. But once again, a MAC address should be 12 hexadecimals long. Here we're only going four just to make it a little bit easier to read and follow. If the destination MAC address is a unicast address, a one-to-one -one, uh, communication, the switch will look for a match between the destination MAC address of the frame and the MAC address in the table. Now, if that destination MAC address is in the table, it's going to forward it out a specific port. If the destination MAC address is not in the table, the switch will forward the frame out all the ports except the one that it came in on. This here is known as an un unknown unicast. Here we have the switch doesn't have the destination MAC address in the table. So once again, our frame is down here on the bottom. Our destination MAC address is 000D. It is not in our MAC address table. So what it's gonna do is gonna forward out all the other ports except the one it came in on. It came in on port from PCA on port one, it's gonna forward it out port two, out port three, 
and out port four here. As the switch receives frames from different devices, it populates its MAC address table by examining the source MAC address of every frame. When the MAC address of the table of the switch contains a destination MAC address, it filters the frame and forwards it to a single port. Here in our example, P PCD is replying back to PCA. The switch sees that the MAC address of PCD, uh, the MAC address here of PCD is coming in on port four. Then it puts the MAC address of PCD into the MAC address and associates that with the table. So right here, our, our information, MAC address is 000D on port four is then added into our MAC address table. Next, because the switch has a destination MAC address for PCA in the MAC address table, it sends that frame only out port one here. So the when the frame came in here, frame came in, destination MAC address, here's our frame information, our destination MAC address, it looks in our MAC address table, oh, here's a match, it's on port one, we're only going to send it out port one, we don't have to send it out any others because we know who is connected on port one. Now, when PCA sends another frame to PCD, like here in our diagram, so PCA is sending out this frame Here's our destination MAC address, our source MAC address. It's already in the table. So PCA sends it here, comes in port one. We now look at, okay, first off, the source MAC address came from 00A here on port one. Is that in our MAC address table? Yep, that entry is right here. Then we look and see as our destination. Do we know our destination MAC address? 000D, oh, that's right here in our table so we have a match in our table that mac address table already contains the mac address for pca so because it matched this right here it resets that five minute timer to keep that in its table and then also because the switch contains that destination mac address here it knows to forward it out port four here to get to its destination. It doesn't have to go out any other ports because we know MAC address 000D is on port four. If you like this episode on MAC table attacks and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment, subscribe to my channel. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. All MAC address tables have a fixed size and consequently a switch can run out of resources in which to store all of these MAC addresses. MAC address flooding attacks take advantage of this limitation, the limitation on RAM that keeps all these entries in there and what it does is it bombards the switch with fake source MAC addresses until the switch MAC address table is full. And then once it's full, this is where the threat actor can take advantage of your devices. When a threat actor connects to your VLAN, to your network, so let's say this threat actor here connects in on VLAN 10. So we're on VLAN 10. 
and it uses Mac OF in, in, in Mac OF, M-A-C-O-F, Mac of. Um, that's a utility that rapidly generates random source and destination Mac addresses and IP addresses. So it, Mac, Mac OF, Mac of, here's the name of that tool. It, like we said, it randomly generates random source and destination Mac and IP addresses. Now, over a short period of time, this Mac, your Mac address table here on your switch will fill up. When that Mac address table is full, the switch begins to flood all frames it receives. As long as that Mac of continues to run, so as long as this Mac, Mac of continues to run, the Mac table remains full and the switch continues to flood all incoming frames out every port associated with our VLAN 10. So that's what we're looking at is VLAN 10. We're just gonna continue send, flooding out all of this information the threat actor then uses packet sniffing software here to capture frames from any and all devices connected to VLAN 10. So over here, our final step, we can use packet sniffing here. So packet sniffing to see all the traffic for VLAN 10. Remember, the MAC address table is full, so the switch starts forwarding all frames out of all ports. So all ports are sending all frames of information, whether it's for that MAC address for the device connected to it or not. What makes tools like Mac OF so dangerous here, and they're, they're a pretty dangerous tool, is that an attacker can create Mac table overflow attacks very quickly. So they can go in there within seconds, they can fill up that Mac address table. These attack tools are dangerous because they not only affect our local switch, so they affect our local switch by over or filling up all the RAM and then we start flooding out all the packets, but because they can also affect other connected layer two switches. So they not only affect the local switch, but if you have any other layer two switches connected, it'll do that. Now, to mitigate these MAC address table overflow attacks, network administrators must implement port security. Now, port security will only allow a specific number of source MAC addresses to be learned by one port. So you can't flood in a lot of MAC addresses over one port. You can limit it to five MAC addresses per port, and that's all it's going to learn is five, five MAC addresses. So the MAC OF tool won't be effective here. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on MAC table attacks. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com, and you can get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on network security. In the bottom right is one of my videos I think you'll really like. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on network security. Once again, I'm Kevin. This here is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.